Last year on EMG's 2019 Year in Review. Well, hello, hello. There, everybody. Oh, I thought we were just going to all just open up with an intro. <laughs> oh. The boys of EMG were looking forward to 2020 with bright-eyed optimism. What is what is the thing that we are all uh, looking forward to most? And don't say you're 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 married. You you know you're. That's you're, my wedding. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> all right, so bro- bro- I know mine, Mike. Do you know yours? Uh, I know I, mine. Go first. I am actually doing my first international wedding this year. All right, and here's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Now I'll go personal. I love yeah. it. My wedding. God, were those idiots wrong? Welcome to the 2020 EMG Year in Review. So, uh, how how was your 2020, guys? Oops! That was uh, exciting. That was something. Uh, we got that. Uh, our optimism was way, way misguided, huh? Back I mean, there, the- were, there was a little of this and a little of that. You know what it was? It was Jaws 2. You got real excited for the, for the sequel, and, and, and it didn't do it. Hey, bro, thanks for that 1983 <laughs> reference. Yeah, appreciate it. Going. All of us appreciate that when we were negative three. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look, 2020, man, uh, we are sitting here to do our, uh, our year in review podcast. It is December 28th. We are in a, a much different place than we were a year ago. Um, and so physically, uh, physically, yeah, as, as you can hear from the audio quality, we are doing this uh, via Zoom because, of course, uh, I mean, it would be unfitting if we didn't do it on Zoom in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, Mike, what's, uh, what time is it over there? Uh, it's uh, it's eight forty three, Bri, in my time zone. What's, oh. What is it in yours? I think I didn't think the dividing um, uh, Mason Dixon went uh, eight forty three here too. So uh, amazing. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, Brian, that was great. Great joke, man. You should write for the Friars Club. Um. And so, <laughs> wow, he's a real cut up that guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so here we are. We're on Zoom. We have uh. I feel like we had a, a very eventful year and a not eventful year at all. And so in preparation of this, boys, we did listen to last year's uh, podcast. Uh, and God, what simpler times, huh? What simpler Did anybody times? else get angry? Yeah, oh, of how man. happy we were? Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like, who's like, who, who are those guys? Yeah. Screw those guys. I was getting angry at those guys and they were us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this year we don't have like a top three each. We just thought that we would do sort of a, uh, a, a, a quick omnibus uh, divulge of, of everything that happened this year. And um, I, suffice to say, if, if you listen to last year's and, and you only listen to that one and now you're back for this one, A, you're a psychopath. And B, uh, Brian and I did not get married this year. No, no. like many of our clients uh, did not get married this year. Um, And it was kind of a crazy year. So what we thought we would do is we would go back and we would kind of, you know, talk about some of the highlights in the in the early part of the year before, you know, the shutdown. Um, And then we would, you know, just kind of give you guys an an insight as to what was happening in an events based business uh, when the world was upside down, you know, and sort of what that was like. And this might have a, a bit more serious tone than we normally have on the channel here, but nonetheless, we thought it was interesting. Hopefully Brian can come up with some other references that nobody understands or finds funny. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we'll keep the, uh, the entertainment rolling, you know, yeah. before we keep going, I'm going to do it, pull a softball here. Yep. If you keep pulling away from your microphone, I'm going to flip out. This is me. You're talking to. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Stay okay. still. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> 
Sorry. Ah. Uh, Mike's got to get out of that basement. He's very ornery and very the angry. Worst. You know, there's right, no he's windows. Like, That's right, the he's like Predator Six, man. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Well, now you know how the rest of us feel. All right. So let's kick us off. Let's try to go through. So January, February, we're flying high, boys. Right? Things are good. We're coming off the 2020 high. Uh, January, we had a, a fantastic uh, company party. It was great. Oh, I didn't even put that down, but that I totally forgot about one for the ages, though. Right? It was a great party. Really, Janet. Can we talk about Janet real quick? Or our very conservative, uh, uh, most senior member, I'll put it that way, of our team. (laughs) She's gonna hate you for who is our finance director. Uh, she let's just say, uh, yeah, I I can't blow her spot up too much. Let's just say that she had uh, a night of uncharacteristic fun. Yes. Is that a good way of putting it? Yes. Happy yes. 21st birthday, Janet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I remember my first beer, Janet. Like that yes. sort yeah. of fun, right? Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> um, and then we had alluded to this last year. Uh, Mike, I th- I'll throw it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I got to go to NAM, which was great with uh, with Sammy and Remy from Cityscape. Oh, my gosh. I, I forgot how much of a great time we had because that was like before everything happened. And yeah. so let me just tell you what happened over there. So Anaheim, California. We got to do the couple things. First of all, the NAM show, which is unbelievable. Well, it, it, explain what it is. All right, the NAM show is the National American of Music are, are, Merchants. Are you asking right? or telling, Mike? I what forgot. I, I, I have I have basement brain. It's the so largest no, nobody music trade anything. show in the world. Yeah, it's a, yeah, Stevie Wonder's there. All I mean, everybody's there, right? And so we were with our partner Adam Hall, and so we were we were representing LD Systems that year uh, last year for the new Maui 44s and their new uh, U300 uh, microphones. Anyway, we got to play a whole bunch. We got to play on their outdoor stage, their indoor stage. But this is really what we got to do. We got to tour Beverly Hills, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. We got to do In and Out Burger finally, which I, which the other place is better. I what was the other place, Mike? I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the other the other fast food place that you made us go to. Oh, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box, much better. Um, Fantastic comedy show, very cool. Um, Went to the world famous uh, Laugh Factory. Yes, Laugh Factory. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a whole lot of playing. Great experience, but I think the, my my favorite part besides playing with Sammy, Remy, and Mike was Tower of Power. Unfreaking believable. And we missed Earth, Wind, and Fire the day before. Yeah, they are. So Tower of Power is our favorite band. They had yeah. they played a concert. It was just great. It was wonderful. And so now, in retrospect, here's the interesting part. Uh, the Anaheim Convention Center, I did not know this because I had never been there. Absolutely massive, right? Huge. It's huge. Um, several buildings, right? So the floor, uh, the, the building that we were in and the floor that we were on, we would come to find out. Mind you, this is the end of January, okay? Um, the floor that we were on had about 100,000 visitors, 100,000 people coming from manufacturers from uh, China. You guessed it. Right. And so we were on the floor with all of these people and it was shoulder to shoulder. I mean, this is pre-COVID, right? This is yeah. this is how it yep. used to be, boys. <laughs> and uh, we would later find out that we were, you know, literally rubbing shoulders with hundreds of thousands of people from uh, China, which at the time, if you think about it, it's like, that's crazy that if the, the timeline of how that lines up. Right. Uh, we all came home, um, you know, and none of us got sick that we know of, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really, it's kind of crazy to think about. So it's not. it's not so many people and not just from Asia, from all over the place. But so that was January and, and that was really, um, that was exciting, right? And then February came in. Uh, Brian, you uh, had your engagement party in February. I did. Um, that was, uh, we were still pushing forward and optimistic and excited 
And uh, I, it was still, it was, it was a very, very fun experience still. I mean, it was. Was the news heavy at that time though? I don't no, know. No, it was like no, eight, no. Uh, 10 months ago. Brian, did you just ex- describe your engagement party as a very fun experience? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's an experience because I'm not doing it again. Right. So I hope not because I did not have fun. And so I yeah, don't want to did. do it again. I did. Mike was running around <laughs> with like my little nephews. Yeah, they, Mike they stole all, money from me, Brian. They, they did. Taught him well, you know. <laughs> uh, no, it was really fun. I mean, that was the last massive formal gathering that I think well, that we were. Well, it was one of because I, what I was going to say, I was going to transition here, is so that week in March, that second week of March, right? The the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, whatever. Um, that is when the news started to get heavy. And Tommy and I actually, we worked a family party together. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Friday. What was it? March 13th. Right. Tom? Yeah. And yeah, it, that was the so. day that like, there was some talk of offices and schools and things like, Hey, we may close. We may shut down. Yeah. I remember and, like part of the, the communal effort at the party itself was like, all right, we're, we're tapping feet. We're going to just do elbows <laughs> just in case. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was so funny is Tommy and I stood next to each other all night uh, and with we hand just thought, sanitizer, yeah, with hand sanitizer. But we thought, like, if we didn't share a microphone, we'd be good. You know, like that's how little we knew about this thing. And and you're right, people were just sort of like bumping elbows and whatever. And uh, and then, of course, the world shut down. And so the following Monday, um, we did we decided to shut the office. And um, we were I was pretty scared because I didn't know what this meant. And I I don't think any of us knew how long. If you had told me how long it was going to last, uh you know, on that Friday or that Monday, I, I would have been probably a lot more scared than I thought, you know, you know than I was because I, I thought like, ah, oh, this will be a month and we'll be fine. You know, well, we actually thought remember, on our first podcast, we said it was gonna be two weeks. Remember? Yeah. I, I didn't know that this was going to upend our lives, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, which I think is, is how most people felt. Right. I, I was scared because I wasn't in the country. <laughs> I was on my honeymoon. I, did you even know what was going on yeah. in the United Brian, States? Brian, Brian, it's cold. We're in an age where we have televisions. Mike, Mike, he just saw Jaws too. Don't ruin this. For <laughs> no, but, like you were on your honeymoon, you were doing your thing, you were living the life, you were definitely under the influence. Like big time, big time, big time. Yeah, I was the one good part of COVID was I was actually actively rooting that Mike got stuck in another country. <laughs> Correct, <laughs> and I was wishing too. All right. It would have been a win-win. <laughs> it was great what an excuse to stay in Mexico, dude. It was awesome. I mean, and but the only the only thing I, that re- kind of really scared me was, uh, my sister kept calling me saying, "Mike, I think you need to come home early." But she always does that classic Italian mother esque, right? But yeah. the, one, the one thing that kind of really like started getting me a little nervous was when Mike called me and he faced on me, and for some reason, some look on his face was like, "Mike, this is no joke," <laughs> and I'm like. I'm trying to have a really good time. Ashley, I'm trying to not tell her anything because she's just living the living her best life. That married life, huh? You just huh? hide things. You hide yeah. things from your wife day one, right? You know. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was nuts. I mean, we got back easily, and it wasn't nearly as bad. I mean, there was only seven cases in Mexico at the time, um, and then we came back, and then Mike's like, "You're going on a quarantine." I'm like, "No, I'm not," and then I did. So, <laughs> so I looked back on some of our like, just try to get ready for this. I look back on like social media stuff. So we shut the office down on what would that have been the fourth, the sixteenth, March fifteenth or sixteenth, something yeah, like that. One of those days. Yeah. Was that Monday? Yeah. By the 20th, we were already up 
it, it's sort of something that looks similar to this. We were Zooming with each other. It was our first EMG at home, which was that series that we started to put out, which was very non-EMG-esque in that it was very informal and it was mm -hmm. like, it wasn't high production value. Uh, we had a letter out to all of our clients. So I feel like in, in retrospect, we were pretty proactive in trying to get in. We knew that this was going to impact our clients. We knew that April and May, they were busy months for us. And I feel like we were very, very proactive in trying to, uh, you know, reach out to people. But in retrospect, I don't remember thinking like, I don't, I, I feel like that was a happy coincidence, you know, like it was something in the moment that we felt that we needed to do, but I don't think that I had some, for me personally, Tom, and maybe you can speak to this. I don't feel like I had some like grand wisdom that like, yes, this is the right thing to be. It turned out to be the right thing, you know? Well, but no, I, I think that's uh, a lot of times is you're very good at um, just communication in general. I think that's something that you bring to the team and like, you know, that's trickled over to our clients. And I'm, I'm very thankful that we did. We were very proactive. I mean, that this is a situation that could have very easily been like, Ooh, let's curl up in a ball and just like hope this thing passes and not do anything about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting those things out, it, whether we had to deliver good news, bad news, or no news at all. I think just keeping that open line of communication with both the team and our clients about like, Hey, here's our policies. Here's how we're marching forward. If you have questions, our door is open. We're going through this with virtually. You know, yeah. Virtually. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I think that's what made it so difficult is because it's not like we had a past uh, experience to draw upon. It's well, like, you oh, know, this happened before. I know right. what to do, you know? Yeah. You know what's crazy? I'm, I was looking at it from the outside in because you guys were trying your best not to call me. And well, and that well, was another thing because like, you know, we obviously like making decisions all together. It's like, oh crap, we need to do. <laughs> well, I, I remember, quickly, but then, and then Tommy, yeah, Tommy and I talked and I was like, I think we need to shut the office down. Like, I think we need to be, which was like a monumental step for us. And we needed to make that decision without you around, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, well, I remember you, you called well, me. I said to Tommy, I said, I'm going to have to call him. Like, we didn't want to call you on your honeymoon, but we had to call you, you know? Well, I remember you called me on Sunday. It was the day before. And you're like, what do you think? And I'm like, you guys clearly think you need to shut it down. Just shut it down because there was no point in like going back and forth, whether we should or we should wait it out or whatever it is. I'm like, just we're, we know how to get up and running remotely because we had done, we've been starting to do that already. Um, and then that was the, that was the moment that I remember that Sunday afternoon, remember we, we, we kind of made the call and then it was like quickly, we got on the phone with the lawyer. We got on the phone with everybody. We needed to got, we got on the phone with our landlord and we just kind of took it from there. It took us four days to kind of get settled. Yeah, I feel like there was just like a war council called and we were like locked in a room until we came up with an answer. And that answer happened rapidly and, and turned out to be the right thing to do. I think that kind of speaks to. to yeah. All. And I mean, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, but like uh, Tommy got sick, right? I mean, you got sick shortly thereafter. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think it was the next week. That was from the yeah. party, right? Well, I, that's I don't what know. I think. I mean, I, I, that's that, the that's timing lines up, sense. the timing yeah. lines up, but I didn't get sick. And I was, I mean, I was, we were on top of each other all night, you know, Yeah. but yeah, it, it, it was, it was pretty crazy. But Brian came in and like, it looked like the Tasmanian devil had tore through our office. It was very sad. You know, like we took all of our work stuff home and computers and, and, and now that seems very commonplace and normal a short nine months later or whatever. But at the time it, Brian's felt, like, don't call me back. Just like give her to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Brian asked me the other day, he's like, so we don't need an office anymore. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it felt, it felt really, uh, really sad, you know? And so now we're reeling, we're scared. We have no events coming in. And, you know, again, we don't have to go into all the particulars, but I will say that we've watched colleagues in this industry uh, have a real, uh, have it way worse than us this year. You know, I mean, we've, we've watched offices close. We've watched people go out of business. Um, And so being proactive and and being aggressive in trying to get out in front of it and just deal with like try to almost provoke and deal with uncomfortable situations proactively and not wait like we were playing the world as opposed to waiting to play it as it came if that makes sense yeah you know? mm-hmm. it, it boded very uh it bodes well uh, i'll tell you what looking back on us. it though only let's call it uh nine ten months removed I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to, you know, doing a lot of my account management calls and uh, dealing with a lot of the couples that have had to move their date. I can't tell you how many couples and clients have just said how thankful they are about how we've handled the entire situation. So I'm, I'm like, I'm really proud of us for that. Not, especially not having any past experience to draw upon something that was totally new, totally fresh, totally scary. Um, I I think we did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, I would I, I can count. It's not even on. I don't even need my whole hand to count. I we haven't really had like a bad falling out with anybody. You know what I mean? Like you hear some no. of these nightmare stories in, from yeah. industry colleagues about like lawsuits and fighting. And it, as far as I know, we have not you know? ended up on a Facebook group anywhere. <laughs> right? Knock on wood. Right? Yeah. I think I think what it bodes this like we make decisions quickly. And our decision quality is is usually very very good. Well, because it's and, always sides with the with the client. Yeah, right? and, like, and well, what's going to be the best? Not necessarily for us, but well, for them. It, you know what's funny? Because for us, it was kind of I wouldn't say easy, but the decision was easy because we had we have two grooms here that were going through that, and when we're like, okay, That's how true, can we too. how can we put ourselves in their shoes? And we all get anxiety from not answering our clients quickly. You know, we want to make sure we're there for them and we're answering quickly. We're giving them the answers they need. And I think just just that type of mentality was was able to help us kind of get through that pretty quickly in a, in a way where it was positive for everybody. Well, you know, to Tommy's point about like none of us had any experience in this, right? I mean, no one did. No, I don't care if they've been working in the industry for 40 years. Nobody had uh, any experience with this. And I think what was uh, scary as a, as a groom and in having to deal and Brian, you can go through this too, like dealing with other vendors and stuff is that we didn't know, but we didn't pretend to know. Right. So like we would talk to our clients and we say, look, we don't know. All we can tell you is, is that we are going to do whatever we can for you and to make sure that as your team, we're going to rally around you. Yeah. I wasn't getting that from a lot of, from some of my vendors and specifically from the venues, you know, I mean, oh. we've never used, we've never used this channel to slam anybody. And I don't think we're going to start now, but like I was less than thrilled with the way that the venues handled this, you know, by and large industry wide, no, no, no venue in particular, but if I'm being honest and we're going to give people a look behind the curtain here, I thought the venues did a terrible job with this. Terrible. You know? Yeah, terrible, I mean, terrible, terrible. You also you, uh, playing devil's advocate too. You got to, as you normally do. Yeah, I, but you also have to understand both sides. You know, did they do it incorrectly? Yes. Um, from a business side of things, we were able to see both sides, which is amazing. We're a business and I think, too, though, Bri. Exactly. We're a too. But we were also planning grooms and we're down to earth people and understanding of scenarios. That's why I think it would have been very easy for us to curl up and die and 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 just abide by the laws of our contract. You know, but we 
we were able to have those communications with people we picked up or does you strap on your bootstraps? I don't know what that phrase is, but you know, we were right in there. I, I don't know. We were in it with our couples. So I think that is a big you know, deal. I, th because I think me, I think what made it so difficult for everybody is that Mike, to your point that n nobody has handled this before everyone across all channels, like different in, within the industry, whether you're photographer, video, venue, entertainment, whatever vendor you're, you're discussing, everyone handled it differently. So like if your experience with us was great, that doesn't necessarily mean that the next vendor you, you speak to has mm. the same philosophy or has the same protocols in place. That's what made it tricky, I think, especially for the, the couples that were planning. We don't necessarily know what the right answer was. We just well, knew not what only was, that, just, but you're getting a different right. conversation. I know. I mean, I we, just, we just knew what was right in our gut. I didn't close out my thought before. What I meant to say is, is that what I was getting a lot from venues was that they were acting like the ultimate be all end all authority on this. And it was, it was, it's like, you don't have experience with this either, you yeah. know? And that was the thing that I, I, I don't know. It just, to me, it didn't come off. It, it just shoot straight. You know what I mean? Just yeah. say when you don't know something, say you don't know something, you know, Agreed. but you know, the spring in particular, April and May, as f was the case with the rest of the country, we're our lowest points this year, you know, f financially sort of uh, spirits wise, right? We tried yeah. to, if you look publicly, we did a lot of our live streams. We got, we, we, we got uh, up quickly on how to do live streams. And um, Tommy started to host Friday night parties, you know, doing like themed nineties night and seventies night and eighties night. And those were a lot of fun. Um, Maddie was doing afternoon lunches. A lot of the other DJs jumped in for happy hour mixes and we did all of that stuff. I, if I, if I had to sort of summarize what happened here, low point, and then some high points, low point, um, a lot of our partner businesses, uh, cleaned house, you know, and a lot of people lost their jobs, um, that we were very close with. And, you know, I've written about this, but like professionally, it was a punch in the gut because, you know, it undid two years of, of relationship building and, and business building. And we were building our corporate division up, which is something I, I talked about on the last year in review. Yeah. And we watched largely this year, a lot of that unravel. Um, and yeah. so that was a, a gut punch uh, professionally. Cause it's like, ah, we have to do all of that work again. Personally, we had become friends with these people in, in other businesses because of how much work we were doing together. And then, you know, people that you're friendly with or outright friends with lose their jobs. And it was tough. It was really, really tough, you know? So that was sort of the low point of the spring. The high point was, you know, at this point we had started, I mean, we were rescheduling events like crazy. Pretty much our policy was if you wanted to reschedule your wedding, no if, ends, or buts, no questions asked, we were just going to do it for you. And so because of that, and this is a trend that's continued all year, you know, we've rescheduled at this point, what is it guys, like 400 weddings? So it's got to be close right? to that. Yeah, it's just it's under 400. 400. got to be Yeah, close. and we did, we did a lot over the summer when there was 10 stuff. So we, we did a lot of rescheduling. The byproduct of that was realizing that we have a lot of work next year. You know, like scare, a scary, scary, scary amount of work where, you know, on days where, say, in 2020, we had four events here and five events there. Now, next year, we have nine or 10 events on one particular day and then nine or 10 the next day. And so we, it really forced us to look inward as a company and say, okay, where structurally, where in our infrastructure do we build to prepare for all of this? Right. Yeah. And 
so that led to a flurry of hiring and more importantly, uh, and I don't think we need to go too into the weeds on this and bore the people, but like we needed to invest and, uh, and kind of figure out a new database, right? Like a new uh, operating CRM. system to work with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, what's crazy about this whole thing is that, you know, a lot of people, I know that I have been, you know, with fear, there's only been one time in my life where I just kind of stood and couldn't make a decision. Um, that was the point where I, I could just tell people it was old mill in and I forgot to staff a sound engineer one day and I just literally froze and I, I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know to stay here or go. We didn't get that. We were, we were trying to be as proactive as possible, knowing that, okay, this is happening. This is the, the cards were dealt. How can we prevent massive destruction right and that was a database but it was also it was also the training program well hold on let's let i want to catch people up to speed as to how we make decisions though right because (laughs) i want to give somebody an inside look as to like how that came about because like oh build a new database that sounds simple it's not it's been a a pretty much a six month long project and it's still in process it's not it's going to be a year when all is said and done it's not even halfway done but even before that it's been multiple years of building that with yeah. the current one, yeah. yeah. But my, my point is, and I remember this because we were at home. We were, I was sitting at my, my new kitchen table. And uh, I think I was, of, I don't know if it was all four of us. Or it was just Mike. My, I forget what was on the call. But Mike, I think you were talking about that specific scenario. Like, I, this can't happen again. And we, we agree with you. Um, so we start, we're like, should we look for a new database? Because there, there was part of the hiccup as to what our current system has. And in on that call, we were like, "Let's just build a new one. Why not? We have downtime right now. If there, mm-hmm. if we are going to do it, yes, it will be a, a financial investment now that might, you know, stretch our budget and stretch our pocket a little bit outside of our comfort zone of what we want to do. But if it's going to set us our, ourselves up for success for a bigger 2021, that, so in that moment, we were just like, "Yeah, let's do it. All right." <laughs> and then yeah, I think so the week, an- Mike found our our vendor. Yeah, yeah, it was such a natural. So, just real quick, uh, the database uh, is how we run our business, right? It's it's how it's our point of contact management system with clients. It's it's a calendar, it's events, it's staffing, it's payments, it's it's everything. And it's one, home right? base, man. It's, it's home base. Thing. And um, the one that we had was lacking. It was old, and it was it was a it was probably our the weakest area I would say of our business by far. And it was an area that we knew was of need, right? We yeah. had to address this, but we never had time. We never had time because it was it was work Monday to Friday, events Friday, Saturday, Sunday, work Monday to Friday, events Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and so on and so forth. And so this year focused us and gave us the, the breath to look inward, take some time, build a training program to hire new people, basically the sausage factory, take people with no experience, put them in on one side and and turn them into what we wanted them to be on the back end. The database, make it work. And so I think the, the theme of this year thematically was like when the chips were down across the board, we sort of pushed all in. And, um, you know, a lot of it is still, a lot of the results from that, the effects of that are still playing out. Uh, but so far, so good, so to speak. And it looks a lot easier. We could have very easily been sitting here with the other way around, right? We could have said that we, we did all this stuff and failed miserably. <laughs> uh, luckily, we didn't. And so yeah. if this is something you like braggadocious and, and slap yourself on the back, to Tommy's point, it's not meant to be. It's meant to like, this is how, this is who we are as a company. Like, so a lot of our decisions are made out of like a gut intuition of like, that's what makes 
a lot of sense right now. That is what is ethically correct. That is what's going to benefit our employees, our clients, whatever. And then we pull the trigger without hesitation. And that's sort of how we've always made decisions. You know what's funny? This is, we, we talked about growth, growth, growth. You know, last year on our recap. And by the way, people, this is the reason why we're talking about this stuff because this is literally the first time we've recapped this year. The four of us have never gone into a room and just talked about 2020. This is the first time, time, you know, I know. And so um, I think what's really great about this is that the amount of growth individually that we've all had as just individuals and then coming together, I think the camaraderie has been ridiculous. And we, I think we're much closer this year because of the pandemic than we would have been without it because we would all been all over the place and using this as a as a vehicle to kind of get to be- better. And one of the biggest things what I what I want to mention is that we keep glossing over this, but this training program is nothing to gloss over. This training program is a 120 page six module training program that because of Mike's educational background of learning how to make lesson plans and learning how to make rubrics and and all these things, we you know we we tasked Brian to run this thing and, and, and head it up with Nick, our, our production manager, and, and create something from nothing and say, okay, this is what we do because we consider that we do it the best. And let's now educate other people on how to also do that. And to do that in the, in the time frame in which we did it, and then we now executed it, and now where it's, it's in training, and we've already had a bunch of people graduate the training program, I think is a crazy success in and of itself. Brian, what was, what was that experience? Because like that's one of the things I, I guess I, I've loved most about 2020. I know it's kind of like odd to say that there's things that you enjoy about 2020, but um, if there's like two things that stand out to me, is definitely the database because it's something I've personally wanted to do and, and upgrade for a pretty long time. But I know the training program was um, kind of like, I don't know, everyone's brainchild. It's something that we knew that we needed. But like, what, what was that undertaking like? It's like, oh, crap. Because I, I know if I was tested, I'd be like, shit, where do I start? <laughs> I, I think the most difficult, it's, it's basically just explaining knowledge. That's the hardest thing. Cause a lot of the things in you, written word, right? You got to type it out. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to convey that on top of, it's been a very long time since I've sat at a, at a traditional school desk, if you will. Um, and this training program is so serious and so professionally done. Like I had to learn how to be a teacher from Mike you know, I had to learn how to write lessons plans and and Bloom's taxonomy verbs and oh, there's a deep cut right there. Like yeah. there's so <laughs> many different things that I learned that have nothing to do with anything. Um, what it, but it was something. It's it's just the mentality. It was just like, hey, Bry, do it, and I was like, sure, awesome. And it's like, hey, guys, database, and we did it. I think the biggest takeaway that that I had that. I don't think anybody's touched on. I thought Mike was actually going to touch on it is as we were all making these massive changes structurally and, and staffing wise and, and talent, we didn't stop running a business. You know, our sales were great. We had our marketing team behind us to get us through this. Like we fortunately like humble brag here. We fortunately didn't have much of a down when it comes to that. We still did all these things while running a business and booking new events. Well, Brian, it's all about the reflection. We really understood what we needed to work on. And I think what's great about this entire thing is that 
we looked inward on how we do things well already and we wanted to improve upon. Like, for instance, what we're doing right now. I mean, everybody knows how to use their computer interface and their microphones and all that stuff much better. And so because that our sales process got better, we were able to give in-person um, sales, quote unquote, to people virtually. And, um, you know, to give that in-person experience, because we have a beautiful office. That's why we always push people to come to our office in Montclair and have a great night. But now we can do that same thing from the convenience of their own homes. And so just by doing that and, and Mike bringing the Avengers together, the marketing Avengers and, and all that stuff, I, I, this, we're talking about the invisible enemy. I think we're talking about invisible growth here. Uh, all this stuff is a lot of invisible growth, you know? Yeah. That's, uh, that, well, that was a long-winded answer, answer there, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how, how, many pe- how many people have gone through it so far? So I think we have four graduates. Um, there's about seven currently in. And we're coming up with um, like a graduate program, like a um, more in-depth training on yeah, different things. Like, yeah. Sound technicians and sending education. So we're, we're we're coming out on the other side of this pretty well, which I know we're we're excited about twenty twenty one. One one thing that I know, right? You touched touched up on it. Um, kind of like this this transition of uh, it's so weird to think about because we shut down in March, right? And I feel like all of our virtual parties that ended up coming our way. Or I'm I'm sorry, Mike. You said it. Like everyone's better at the like the whole interface thing, and and our uh, you know audio engineering, quote unquote, yep, is a lot better with with stuff. Our production value, I think, has has gone up, um, and that's translated over into over into our um, virtual events that we, which was something we've never done before either. So yeah. that you know that unfortunately had um, you know a lot of. I guess hurdles that we needed to jump. However, we got through them and we were able to offer clients new offerings. It's like, you know, we did some corporate parties. We did some, we did, we, we were doing the weekly uh, uh, parties and, and yeah. happy hours and lunches and all that stuff. And I'll, I'll tell you what, like, I'm kind of thankful in a weird way that it happened. I totally think it made me a better DJ. Well, we talked about this all the time, remember, Tom? Mm-hmm. We're like, yo, I'm DJing more than I've ever have been working on certain things that I didn't have a chance to work on. I mean, same thing with me. I, I hadn't practiced as much as on my guitar and on my instruments as much as I had done when I was in college, when I was practicing for music school. And I haven't right? played uh, a bass, I think, since 2019. Yep. <laughs> yep. Since March 7th of 2020, when it was our, our right. last wedding that was with now, the... Now, the more important question, Mike, when's the, when's the last time you played a correct bass note? Wow. Oh, that, that was on the 29th. <sighs> Of 2018. Wow. No. I missed so in the most in the most 2020 thing ever, my internet just crapped out. So I missed like the last three minutes of this. Okay, I don't, don't worry about it. Uh, I'll, ca- I'll catch you up to speed. You ready? We uh we were yep. talking about the transition of like, okay, we we shut down and then within a v- very quick time frame, we were doing virtual parties. Mike was talking yes. about we uh we upped our production value, everybody got you know the interface, the at-home, like uh, you know, high-end audio quality, mm-hmm. weekly parties, all that stuff. I was saying it, it made me a better DJ having to do that, you know, do, with either the theme parties or just having to do a little bit more like weekly research, digging yeah. in the crates. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with that. I mean, those theme parties, it's funny because if you look back at them, I, I kind of smile because I just think about 
the production that they saw in the front and then what was going on behind the scenes chaos it was, it was, so was chaos people on so top stressful. of like crawling under certain things and unplugging and nobody ever saw it because of how it was produced and it was just and i just took it as an opportunity to be a prima donna i'm like i'm Wait. the talent you make this well, work. Also, <laughs> tommy's trying to dj and working on mixes while i'm in between his legs running a different wire for a camera and he's got to just still be in it and it's Wait. Tell them about the seventies party. How much of a freaking disaster oh that was! Goodness. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on. now, the, the the Friday weekly party was. I don't. I forget if it was my brainchild or whatever. It was just something I wanted to. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, you can, make, yeah. Right? You, you you wanted to start doing with, it. Yeah, I started with the nineties stuff, right? And I brought Sammy out as a special guest, and everyone was like, "Ooh, you know, we did it on Facebook, and she sang like a couple songs live." Me and her love nineties music, and. uh the next week, of course, in, in typical Sawpaw fashion, he's like, oh, I got a million ideas. For more, 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 yeah. more, more, more. <laughs> Talk about decision making. He made right. a commercial in three days. <laughs> yeah. And, and there, there were there were there were promo graphics. I, I, I had like crazy. a club flyer on the on the uh, on like a New, uh, New Jersey transit bus. It, it was crazy. <laughs> anyway. So like that's what um, it but it pushed us. Right. Mm. It pushed us. It's like what started as like a just a point and shoot. Here's my you're you're literally on my uh, FaceTime camera on my laptop yeah. to high end DSLR cameras and multi camera shoots. You know what's crazy <laughs> about that is those were so goddamn stressful. Yeah. Oh, they're the worst. Now, when you think about it, it's so ridiculous. We were the ones opting to do it. If it was that <laughs> stressful, why were we doing it? Right. <laughs> we, we kept doing it every week and we, and we, and we made it harder on ourselves we made every it harder week. right every week we were like how can we up this but the people that i've heard from i mean in just in passing because look this was this was at a point where literally no one was leaving their homes and their right their, no businesses were open i would hear from people like our friday nights revolved around that you know like i was gonna finish my at home work day at five and cook dinner and be in place for like, you know, seven 30, the pre-show and like, and I'm happy that we brought, we are an entertainment company, you know? And so I'm happy that we provided entertainment and we continued to do the thing that we do, you know, uh, when we, when we couldn't. And before my, my internet decided, uh, it once again, hated me. Um, mm -hmm. I did hear Mike talk about, or Brian, somebody was talking about like, uh, sales and like how we continued with the marketing team to go up. And so in, I, I honestly don't remember if it was in July or August, um, we had decided, I'll try not to make this very, very short. We had decided we were going to go in on all things marketing, right? Like we were just going to, again, when the chips were down, we were going to push in and, um, we started to like up every end of our marketing and we brought on a publicist, which is something that we had never done before. She got in our ear and she said, you guys need to be turning out more business minded content. Cause obviously if you're a, a listener to this channel, you know that we prioritize weddings and, and uh, entertainment and music. And it, even though we are a business and we are business owners, we never thought about like writing business stuff, right? Because a lot of this, uh, this is self-taught. None of us have a degree in business. None of us, right? And so a lot of times, and I make the guys laugh with this, I would think like, I'm six years old. I don't know anything about business, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so she got in our ear and she said, hey, you guys have to write business stuff. So I was given a task and I said, okay, I'll write some business stuff. And I wrote an article um, 
and the article was basically summing up kind of what we talked about here, like things that we did when the, the, the days seemed darkest, so to speak. And I wrote it and we all read it. And I don't think any of us thought that it was that, not that it was bad. It was well-written, but I don't think that there was anything in there that it was like, oh my God, this is from the Wharton School of Business. You know, it was just <laughs> like, this is what happened and stuff. this is what we did. Well, anyway, she pushed it out. It ended up getting flagged by Forbes, and Forbes invited us to apply to join their business council, of which there was a very rigorous uh, application process. We were accepted, and uh, and now we have articles on Forbes, and I still laugh because I'm like, <laughs> what? I like talking about fart jokes. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We now... With, uh, we have several articles on Forbes yeah. about like our business stuff. And that's still sort of like a pinch me, uh, pinch me moment, you know, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. That, that's been easily my favorite part of 2020 so far. I, I, I've always been like, I, I love like the, those educational things and where you can be more of a thought leader and you could step outside of your comfort zone. So to say of the, of the daily routine, you know, of just being in the hole of in your computer screen and emails and all that stuff. Um, so that's been, that's definitely been fun. Mike, it was definitely July because I was on vacation with my, for my mom's 60th birthday. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember you said, you're like, Hey, need some of your tone. Me and Mike have much different, we all have different writing styles, but me and Mike's are probably the most different where he's like super educated and I'm more conversational. He's like, Hey, need some more of your if Tommy uses one more exclamation point in his writing, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and if he uses one more <laughs> comma out of place, I'm going to kill him. Surely. <laughs> so I was at, literally, I was, at, I was down in the Long Branch, he t I'm, and he, um, I'm working on it. We have like this uh, Notion app, right? Notion. What, maybe that was best, 20, best 2020 app. Let's talk about oh, that. That was a find. That was a that find. That was a find. People. What a find. Uh, you know, and Loom. That's, that's a whole episode right there. Um, anyway. So he was just like, hey, need more of your tone. We combined it and, and all this stuff. And it was, you're, you're totally right. It was just like, wait, that got, that got picked up by Forbes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I half wrote that part of that uh, on a beach. <laughs> That's right. I, I, hit a, I hit a writer's block and I was like, Tom, I need you to do this. And he did it and made it too happy and excitable. But no, that was a good tag team. Uh, I really appreciated that. And that's what exactly what got picked up. Um, some other favorite summer highlights is we finally made Neon Transit come to life. Yeah. Um, you know, we added a new band, which was this thing that we talked about forever and ever and ever. Uh, it's a pure hybrid that has a DJ as a member of the band. And we actually got that off the ground. We found the members. We put it together. We lost the sax player. It was great. Um, <laughs> quite, quite literally lost the first sax player. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, right. he kind of lost himself. I'm, I'm telling that story. I'm telling it because I spent three hours on the phone <laughs> trying to get the... his local police station to do a wellness yeah. check. My man it ends with the search party. people. Yeah, it ended with a search party. <laughs> Turns out he was fine. And when I and they called and they said, no, he's good. And I went, he is, huh? Yeah. Why hasn't he called me back? <laughs> yeah. We're convinced, convinced that he was dead. And we were like, you need to do a wellness check. Like, oh, you need man. to do this. Mike, anyway, you, were, Mike you were on the phone for four hours. You it started, you started before you left for Newport. And then it, it ended afterwards. I was on and the then he called me. The phone. Yeah, not good. Not then good. he called me. He didn't even call you. He called me. <laughs> Wasn't he pissed about it too? Like he's like, "Yo, man, sorry." I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> yeah. we got the police to come to your house. Tell your mother sorry. She's at the funeral parlor right now. <laughs> we're trying to make arrangements for you." <laughs> anyway, we're basically what happened was it's not gonna work out, bro. 
Yeah, not going to work out. So we had opened the office back up at this point because, you know, numbers were low and we figured like, hey, we were just going to see each other, which was good. And we were doing some tented stuff and life was good. And then it got not so good again. And we closed the office back down and we've moved more Um, sort of as we moved into the fall. Here was a very funny thing. So um, last year on this edition of the 2019 year in review, we had talked about our relationship with the American Cancer Society and that expanded this year. Tom and I continue uh, to represent EMG on the, on the, uh, the planning committee for the uh, Hope Lodge. And they actually referred us to another arm of the American Cancer Society, which is the breast cancer arm. And they have a big event uh, with the sort of all the restaurants in New York called uh, Taste of Hope. And so it's it's themed about restaurants and whatever, and, and they wanted to take it virtually this year. And we ended up producing and putting on that event for them. Here's what's really funny. Tom and I, and Tom, I, we've never talked about how funny this was, but <laughs> Tom and I end up on a call with them, uh, Zoom, to talk about like, hey, yeah, we were put in touch. We understand you have an event. You need some help. Tom and I come into this thinking they need entertainment. They come into this thinking we are a production company, like producing virtual events, which is something that we do, but not our primary focus. And so we're talking to them and we get, you know, they're telling us all about their event, whatever, whatever they need. We get to the sort of to the end of the conversation. I say, okay, so tell me, what is it that you need? Do you need entertainment? We have bands, we have DJs. And uh, (laughs) the lead organizer turns around and goes, oh, no, 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 we're, we're good. Uh, We, we have Sting. Sting is playing. <laughs> I felt like such a jackass. I went, okay, yeah, so you don't need Mike Carleo. You're good. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got Sting. You're, you're good. But any, anyway, we ended up editing and, and producing that event for them, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and that was kind of the fall. And then we shut the office back down, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel in a very, like, I don't know. We don't have a lot of events right now because we've mostly pushed everything this year. We're still dealing with new clients, but I feel very out of touch with the EMG world over the last month or so, I'd say. You know? I mean, Mike, we've been here. We've been home. We literally, this, I think this is as much of a quarantine than it was when we were in April. Hmm. You know, I see. We all- I don't know. We had more to do, though. We had more to do in April because there was a lot more day to day clients of moving pretty, at this point, like, Everything's kind of quiet, is it not? Oh, God, you had to say that. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, It's not uh, quiet for me. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, not quiet. You see that? Maybe maybe for you, marketing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because of your marketing autopilot. Brian Brian and and Mike, very busy sales. Fulfillment, Tom and I, very quiet on the back end right now. Very quiet. (laughs) I feel like I've kept DJing weddings the entire year. You had two weeks off. I think I had two weeks off. Um, well, out of everybody, you, you've you had the most. That's like, for sure. I, and it's just everybody, I look at the calendar and I'm like, I'm the only one working. Just me. I get, or the weekend sheets go out. And it's just like, oh, just Brian again. <laughs> so, Brian's got the trailer. Oh, man. What happened was is that as other people move their dates and their first choice were booked, we said, well, we have, we have Brian Fest available. <laughs> and so Brian ended up with the scraps of everyone. Yeah. Also, I mean, we, we gave our team the opportunity to kind of opt out based on their comfortability. Um, That's true, too. With everything yeah. going on. So. You know, I know Tom and I kind of picked up the reins on on a lot of that. Um, but I've, I like, I don't know. I, I kind of like quarantine weddings. There's a weird excitement that comes with them. You know, people are <laughs> no, following me on sick it. or not. It's great. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, my, I mean, you haven't had a wedding in however long, so you don't get it, you know? Um, it's been a month. It's been a month. 
Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think, I mean, people are naturally excited to go to weddings in, in a normal world. Right. So tag along that pandemic, um, people have that natural wedding excitement, but now there's some anxiety mixed in, but also these people, the guests haven't had something to do for a year. They haven't seen other humans. A night out for them is, is a much larger experience. Now you're providing free booze and alcohol or free booze and entertainment and food. Um, And what I've seen is it's like getting into a pool. You know, you have people that jump right in. You have the Mike Carleos of the world that take the stairs. And then you have the Mike Sawpaws of the world that just keep their feet in the entire time. And that's how wedding dance floors have been and weddings in general have been. I was more of a diving board guy. Okay, so you're the diving board. The uh, diving Tommy's board. the stairs, and Mike Saulpaul just puts the suntan lotion on his nose, you know, and doesn't wrong, even- Mike, wrong, wrong. Mike Saulpaul never leaves the air-conditioned living room. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That's um, where you, you, you got that wrong. But I've seen, you know, like, people are like, oh, quarantine weddings, this, that. Like, I just appreciate people still celebrating awesome days of their lives, um, you know, being safe about it, too. I've seen a lot of unsafe situations, um, you know, but... It's, uh, you know, the world's still kind of going on, which well, is... luckily, we've all come out uh, positive. Hey, guys, you guys, you know... No, none of us came out positive, to set the record straight. Everybody's been tested, and we've always been negative. Oh, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Play hey, on guys. words. Hey, guys, guys, we're not just hanging out here. We're, we're, we're podcasting. <laughs> we're, we're chatting to people. Oops. I'm giving them insight, you know. Um, Sounds like I, a freaking therapy session. Let's get the show on the road here. Let's go. We're exciting. in October now, right, Mike, or November? I've lost track of time. All right. So let me let me reel this back in. Let me ask you each to this, and I'm going to ask you for no more than a 20-second answer, okay? I'm going to ask you your- it Sounds like a debate. Fa- yeah. Favorite memory or proudest moment of the year. All right. So favorite memory, proudest moment of the year. Doesn't have to be both. Could be one or the other, okay? I'm going to start with Tommy. Uh, I already gave my answer. It was the, uh, it was the Forbes thing. The Forbes, Forbes. article. Very good. Mike, come back to me. Oh, I need to come back too. Oh, Jesus. Too bad, I'll Brian. Go. I outrank you. Go. <laughs> that actually I'll was go. a very funny moment. That, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was a funny moment. Oh, um, man. That, was I, good. that might have been in June. Um, <laughs> slam. Yeah. Slam. Grand slam. I, I think. think uh, oh, you want to go, Brian? Go ahead. I know what it is. So on my original wedding date, which was supposed to be August 16th, we hosted like a, like a mini Olympics in my parents' backyard. <laughs> and I watching, hated that as well. Watching Mike Saulpaul participate <laughs> in physical activity was the highlight of my year and completely We're, made my wedding. He day. was sore for like eight days. Let me put it, guys, <laughs> I hated field day when I was a kid and now I'm a 32-year-old man and I got to go do it at somebody's wedding thing? Huh? I don't want to do this. Yeah. You got burgers. I mean, burgers yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Um, here's mine. Here's my, my favorite sort of or proudest moment of the year. We grew. We grew as a company. Um, and yeah, that's all well and good. We took on more events. We blah, 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 which is great. We brought in some really good personnel. Um, you know, uh, chief among them, like I said, Neon Transit as a band. We brought in Yanko, who's uh, I think going to have a long run as an event host with this company. I was really happy about that. Um, the staff that we had, a lot of them moved into expanded roles. And so I'm happy that sort of um, we were able to do that and, and people were, were hanging around and, and, and we took care of people and I'm, I'm happy of, about that. Yeah, I got mine now. 
So now is the part where you say, well, I thought, I thought you just froze. No, okay. Did anybody else okay, think ready, he froze? Ready, ready. Here we go. Ready? Keep it moving. Ready. And uh, Mike, what was yours? I thought um, the, the lot, what, what was very stressful in um, April and May doing live streams helped us build into more stressful situations of actual <laughs> real productions of uh, the ACS Somerville, um, you know, the Somerville live stream for the the holiday jubilee was was amazing. I just think that like we're w- when we decided to uh, figure out what else to do and how to entertain, we just kind of went into all different directions and then got really good at those different directions. And so that's that's what I'm really most proud of because now you know we're doing all different things, providing entertainment in in any which way, whether in person or virtual. So that that's definitely my my proudest moment. I do have a proud moment now that that Mike made me think of, and I immediately forgot. Nope, got it. Okay. Um, I think he just proud. changed his answer mid thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, proudest moment, right? Is as a team how we relied on each other to literally not miss a beat when the world shut down. You know, we had an answer fast, we had a solution fast, and we went with it like full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was really cool of us to, to be able to do that and, and it work out in our benefit. So that's yeah. good. Well, I'm, I'm really glad I'm the only one that gave a narcissistic answer in uh, saying like, Hey, we got, we got an article. It, I do remember before we closed <laughs> the office down, we did take a MIA narcissist test and Tommy was the only one that passed that test. So it's fitting. No, that yeah. is false. I actually failed. I was one point off though. It was pretty close. Correct. Yeah. But I also, yeah, but that was, that's how we knew it wasn't accurate. But I also <laughs> did, I also did study psychology and took a lot of those tests. So I also know how to manipulate them. Yeah. Very wow. cool. Well, in like true, a true narcissist in true <laughs> like EMG, uh, fashion, we have to end on uh, a little quick, some, some biting stuff. And we, and none of us know what this is. Mike has prepared this and, and yeah. has, has oh, asked right. to end on this. Mike, I believe you have a list for us, right? Yeah, cue the music. But I don't. What What's the list, though? Did you, did it, it, did you, just did you, random, random shit that happens. Already, ready? Are, are we Are we going roundtable? What? Like, no, what? no, no, no. I got ten things. We're gonna get out of here. Ten things get out of here. Ten things right? of random shit that has happened I, okay. in twenty twenty. Here we go. Right, go. Number one. New New saying. Yako is the blue chipper. Mm, he is a blue just like, chipper. Just, just like the stock. Number two. Brian got not one, not two, but three new pairs of glasses. Very cool. Uh, number three. Mike can never find his blue light glasses. Number four, uh, we had three blow-ups in the office. Not bad. Not bad, right? Consider <laughs> That's it. That's it? Only three? Twenty. Three blow-ups. Mine and yours, Mike. Mine right. and Brian's. And yours and Steven's. Okay? Oh, that was a good one. That was awesome. I don't even that remember was a good that one. one. My, yeah. me and that Steven? was the last one. Yours and Steven's was the last one before we left. Don't Marketing even remember. Right. Keep going. Um, number, number five, my cooking skills were refined. All, every one of you know. <laughs> That they were refined, and I'm damn good. Mike Mike grills a mean hamburger, dude. And I more than grilling now. So okay, number six, boredom took on a whole new meaning. (laughs) A whole new meaning, dude. Siestas. Okay, Stephen is a freaking mess and ruins our office. Oh goodness. Stop. (laughs) Janet can't. Only time. It's my list. Janet can and will be scary if you try to mess with her office. Uh, Writing music can still be fun, (laughs) and also. DJ Crew is still funny. And the last thing is to get out of here, everything is very, very cool. <laughs> very, very cool, Mike. That was the saying of the year. When said, when yeah. the world was falling apart, we'd go very cool. Very, very, very cool. cool. Very, very cool. cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs>
All right. Well, that, on that note, that seems like a good place to end. Um, hey, let's all I'm have not, a very cool 2021. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I'm not even going to sit here like I did last year, but like, I'm so excited for 2021. Guys, I just want to get through, you know? I just want to pull through. I just want to exist. Yeah. On Thursday at my wedding, I have a countdown to 10 o'clock. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, oh wait, wait, wait! One last thing, which I'm oh, actually really upset about, which yeah. about 2020. I don't know if you guys know about this, but it just happened. Maywood Market changed their their classic mashed potatoes to smashed, and they suck. If that's not 2020, I don't know what is. I'm pissed. Now you want to know what the most 2020 thing is, Mike? Uh, that has to do with my father, and I'll tell you that story off the air. Are you so freaking kidding yeah, me? So my dad ruined our favorite mashed potatoes from our favorite local vendor for all of us, and that's 2020. Wow. Thank you. And you know what I say to that, Mike? Very cool. Very cool. Very, very, cool. very <laughs> that's that's pretty neat. Look, ladies and gentlemen, he just froze. There you go. He just froze. Mike literally has the best internet that he could possibly get, and always has problems with it. That's it. Don't oh don't don't God. say bye. That's it. That's it. Just wave. Just be quiet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm out of here. Goodbye. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at Elegant Music Group.